0: Welcome to the fantastic in 3D podcast. It's fantastic in 3D.
1: Oh, it's fantastic in 3D. Yes, it's fantastic. All oh, right. so welcome to Nerdtastic in 3D episode number 91. 91 Nueve uno, you know. for people who don't mm-hmm. speak Spanish well, like <laughs> me. Uh, we're here at the Art Institute of Orange County, uh, San, uh, Santa Ana, Santa Ana. A, exactly. Orange County, Orange County. County. pretty close the OC. to each other. Yeah, I love the OC on TV. <laughs> well, that's just my guilty pleasure that I just <laughs> announced to everybody in the world. Um, <laughs> except the people in the back, they can't hear exactly. Because when you sit there, you start to travel. <laughs> But I'm Jack Eckler. I'm Sean Finnell. I'm Liz Heron. And I'm Josh LeBron. And I don't know, let's get this crazy train going. Uh, Robin, our amazing host over there, is going to throw some questions at us.
2: Okay, so start with, um, you guys have all had different jobs. Josh, I know you've mentioned you've been in a couple different places. Let's yes. start with you. Um, what keeps you going when you get rejected from a job?
0: Um, well, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Really He's amazing! <laughs> um, Honestly, uh, it's kind of with anything. Um, I, I kind of, I really have, haven't been turned down too many times, um, which I've, I've been extremely lucky in this industry. Um, out of, like I said, however many odd years I've done this, I've only not worked for two weeks, and that was by choice, like with not having a job. Like I just quit one job, and I was like, yay, I'm gonna take like the rest of the year off because I kind of made a, just a bank amount of money. Uh, one time, and I was just like, I made enough money to take the year off. But then a bunch of job offers just kept coming in and kept. Okay, we don't in. like him on the show. Yeah, this yeah gonna like there's, there's going to be an
1: ongoing theme. Not normal at all. <laughs> you, <laughs> you might want the reality, and you started on the wrong <laughs> end. <laughs> yeah. but, You're the Jack I I on the other yeah. No, yeah. so I have uh, Jack's
3: been rejected plenty of times, and this
1: is work rejection,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. I just want <laughs> okay, to double check the rejections we're talking about. There's, just professional. There's,
3: professional. There's so so yeah, not the personal
0: ones. <laughs> but there were keep times it together. When they the jobs kept coming in, I realized um though I had to take it now because when I probably wanted to work, the jobs wouldn't be there. So I actually did take the job, but you know, being in the visual effects industry and, and stuff, it's some of these jobs are very small stints. And so, you know, there'd be one job where I was working and it was only for seven days. And so within like the second day during my lunch hour, I was going and interviewing at another studio, you know, just for, and it wasn't because I'm a bad employee or I don't do my job. It's just literally you're there for these short stints of time. Um, And there are plenty of jobs that I tried for and didn't get it. But at the same time, when I was doing these jobs, going for these jobs, uh, the industry had a lot more studios open at the time. And so if I didn't have one, I had four more that I was, you know, basically um, moving on to. So it wasn't really – I always kind of felt like, you know, there's going to be something out there. So I didn't really worry actually, too much. Actually, you kind of did, though, now that I think about it. How, how many times did you try to get into DreamWorks? Okay, DreamWorks is a different story. <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh, oh, oh. So, so you were so my, from – Is that my outside voice? I could DreamWorks
1: – oh, actually, Sean and Josh both have this similar yes, story. Yes,
0: DreamWorks was kind of a little bit of a – Fickled mistress, because it was, uh, you know, interview went great. I interviewed with eight different people, told I got the job. You're going to get an offer. We're going to call you on Monday. Monday came along. I waited till Friday. I'm like, <laughs> hey. They're like, we're still waiting. I'm like, well, i got to take this other job. I need a job. Okay. Then they call me six months later. Hey, can you come in and interview? Sure. Come back in. Same eight people. And they're like, why are you coming back in here? We just, you know interviewed you i'm like i know and they're like we wanted you the first time you were here i'm like rejection hurts doesn't it yes (laughs) and then they go again hey fantastic interview we're going to have an offer for you. We're calling you on Monday because this was a Friday again. Monday <laughs> comes along. Friday comes along. Hello, do you guys, are you hiring me or not? We're still waiting on some answers. Okay, I'm taking another job. <laughs> Took another job. One year later or eight months later, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. And they're like, you know, can you come in for an interview? I'm like, if I have to interview with the same eight people again, I'm not coming in here. They're like, no, 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 no. Everybody loves you. It's just one person and basically this woman that I was going on to the show with. And uh, she loved me and then again was like, oh, hey, great. they love you. We're going to have an answer. You know, We're going to have an <laughs> offer. And again, Monday comes along, still nothing. <laughs> and so I tell my job that I'm at, I'm going to go ahead and extend it because I still haven't heard from these people. Yeah. And then I do that at noon and at 3 o'clock they call me and they're like, hey, would you like the job? <laughs> and I'm like, I just signed another extension with the company I'm at. And they're like, can you get out of it? I'm like, no, I cannot get out of that. <laughs> I was like, you're going to have to wait. And so they were kind enough, and they're like, okay, we'll wait for you. So it was – I didn't necessarily get rejected. I just got stretched out a little bit.
1: You're (laughs) right. It wasn't just a rejection. It was three times. (laughs) Just just to clarify, clarify, Sean, you you had three months as well. Oh, yeah.
4: I interviewed for three different positions at three different times. (laughs) The first one uh, was for a character TV position. Um, and I, the interview went well, and everything seemed to go well, and then it just didn't go with me. So <clears throat> that was interesting. Then I got the job um, – let's see, I was still in Chicago at that time. And then uh, I interviewed again for a training position because that was the only thing that they had available at the time. I'm like, oh, well, I'll make it in the back door, I'll go into training, show them I can actually do some work and then move into production. Um, and that didn't pan out because I think they could tell, like, you're not going to be in training very long, are you? I'm like, well, as long as – you need me to be. No, they can see, right through, they can see you know, through all your bullshit. Um, so um, then I interviewed again. And the interesting thing about that was I was teaching at the Art Institute at the time. I had one week off, I think, for like the spring semester break. Um, I interviewed the week before that break. And the Wednesday of that week that I was on break, they're like, we need you to start immediately which never happens with yeah. big, gigantic studios. It's like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. We'll move things around. You go, you'll come in, you know, whenever it's capable. Like, we need you right now. Um, so then I had to call up my boss here and say, hey, I'm um, not teaching next semester. And he was which like, started what Monday, the right? Yeah, which started Monday. So I <laughs> How are we
0: allowed back here? Them get in, it's been 10 years. I helped him get so.
4: contacts for other teachers to fill the position and then moved on. And um, that was 10 years ago. So I'm still there now. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting interview process at DreamWorks because it is literally an all-day thing. Wow. You're typically talking with um, pairs of probably three groups of people yeah. um, just to get a lot of coverage over you and to see are you going to fit well with the team and what kind of you know problems have you solved in the past and how would you solve them now and all that stuff is kind of relevant. But, yeah, it's it's definitely a,
0: a time investment if you want to get into a really big studio. Because a lot of those times, by that time, they know – that you can do the work for the most part. And so you've made it in Not Like I got to, you know, show them like all the stuff I've done on my reel. Like they've got that. They understand. They see your work. You basically now go in to see how you get along with them.
1: a culture. Yeah,
0: exactly. If you know,
1: I, uh, I, I get, I am trying to get like absolute rejection. I guess the closest thing I could compare it to or something you guys can relate to is I went to a, a school similar to this in Florida called full sale. Um, uh, in 2000, and my my sort of dream job at the time was I wanted to work at Weta. I mean, how many people here would like to work at Weta? I'm sure there's a couple people in here. Um, that, one that one guy. That one yeah. dude. One guy. and you, brother. Me yeah. yeah. and you. Uh, guess what? They all didn't want any of you guys anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: Holding hands
1: on the plane over. And uh, at the time, I, I really really wanted to work. That was sort of my goal. And uh, and I I remember first thing out of school, like I applied instantly. The first demo reel I had, and um, I I did that that year. I heard nothing back. Um then basically their, their requirement is you only send one a year. They're very stringent on that. And a lot of studios are like that. So don't keep bombarding them every uh, all the time if you're going for those kinds of jobs for reels. So I stuck to that. And every year around the same time, um, I would send a reel. And uh, years later, I, I moved out here. I was already working in the industry. I'm still sending a reel here. I'm like, man, some, they are going to call me. And, and, and wet is one of those studios that the politics are, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, the industry is a very political driven industry as far as who, you know, to get you in and and Weta I didn't know anybody in New Zealand. So I'm like, man, it's just gotta be my reel. So as I would work on a project that added to my reel, I'd be like, all right, they're going to call me, they're going to call me and uh, nothing. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, my DreamWorks side of things. It wasn't until, gosh, uh, when I got offered the DreamWorks job. That they finally called. And it was at this point, I did finally know some people over there, too. But they they weren't even the reason I got called. Uh, and it was for Avatar. But my life had changed so much over the course of me living out here and working in this industry that it was kind of a novelty that I was sending them stuff every year um, that I kind of didn't want to go <laughs> Force of habit. It was. It was that? Year. time of year. It was that, <laughs> and 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 everybody I knew Pathetic. who had, who had worked on Avatar <laughs> hated Avatar <laughs> that they were working on it. Um, and I, I had responsibilities here at the time, and uh, and then DreamWorks called, and the in the, the New Zealand thing was for a year, and you, these are co- things that are come up in your career. It's like, are you prepared to move to New Zealand for a year? You know, if you don't have a family, don't have kids, you're like. Hell yeah, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. If you have those kinds of things and you have responsibilities, or like I had just bought a home, actually at that time, awesome New Zealand. I who's going to pay my mortgage? <laughs> like there was all this, these these like real world adult questions that not everybody in this room has right now. That all of a sudden I had, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and then DreamWorks came along, and me and Josh are best friends, and we knew each other. And he's like, it's like yeah, this made you know this made me offer. I'm like, dude, they just called me, made me offer. Maybe we can make this work for each other. (laughs) What do you think, buddy? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we did. We we were able to work the system a bit with me and him um, because they wanted both of us. But they were at the time were offering these long contracts of like three years. So three years to stay in California to me at the time uh, after coming off visual effects films that were six months stints, was like the holy grail of, you mean I'm going to have a steady job for three years and and not have to worry? Like, yeah, I don't know. Come, you know one of us
0: you <laughs> can unpack a desk and actually yeah you know, and like sit there and uh there was all this stuff and uh, sounds stupid but it actually it means a lot when you're so working
1: it felt, it felt kind <laughs> of nice after 10 years of rejection letters because eventually what it would send me like a postcard like uh like you know thanks for your reel we have your submission wish you were thanks here thanks for nice. your <laughs> playing. yeah thanks yeah it was a, it was always a nice beat shot of like them like like the thumbs up like <laughs> like, like yeah it's awesome out here <laughs>
3: See you next yeah.
1: year, Jack. <laughs> Pictures of them like, in the Hobbit village, like, smiling. So I'm like, yeah, this is crap. Uh, so it was, it was actually kind of great. Like, it, it sucked, but it was also gratifying to be like, yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm like, you know, it's not a bad time for me. I'm not going to take the job. Uh, though we just had a friend who just, who just left DreamWorks who... Uh, now he's doing that to us on Facebook via Facebook. Every picture is, like, him and his wife oh, and his yeah. kid on the beach. And it's, like, retardedly beautiful and, like, mounds. Yeah. Screw yeah, him. Yeah, we live you in That's it all. Take this. Yeah, screw you, him. You live yeah. yeah. in Angeles. Like one, one of the things uh, though, is that,
4: like, rejection is pretty silent when you're going for yes. jobs. It really is not like a, hey, am I accepted or not? It's really just a, okay, that dried up. Let's yeah, try again kind of thing. So you have to be persistent, but not in an annoying way. Liz, That's
2: what I would ask, is what you guys are going to do, um, what would you guys advice would you give to someone who's just starting the search? I mean, they've never, let's say they've never worked in the industry. They've never had a studio job before. Mm-hmm. Um, is the persistence the key? Would you encourage the networking aspect? I mean, what would you tell them to do to increase their chances of success? I
4: got my first job from my teacher, yeah. which was a networking thing, right? Okay. You prove to someone that is in the world that you can do yeah. what you can do. And if you know them well enough and, and you you know have the chops, hopefully they'll vouch for you. Um, that's a lot of it. And I know a lot of these guys have gotten jobs because of that specifically. Um, it, networking's yeah. huge. Um, I, obviously being able to do the job is important. Like you, you need the skill set because, like, like Josh said, when you walk into the interview at a place like DreamWorks, they already know that you can do the job usually because they've been looking at your stuff over and over and over again, um, with many eyes. So you're walking into that interview hoping that you don't just, you know, kind of trip in.
0: Yeah, face. they really do look at every single reel. And, like, any time an animation position shows up at our studio, um, they get 200 submissions, like, a week, I think yeah. Kim said. Not, so, yeah, and that's not counting the backlog that they yeah, already have. Yeah, so you do get a little bit buried. But when somebody vouchs for you, your thing goes to the top of the list to be able to be looked at. But they do look at everything. so. Yeah. Um, just,
3: yeah, no, I think that's definitely how you separate yourself from the herd is by who, you know, and mm-hmm. every, um, time that I've changed careers or, you know, any job that I've gotten has been, um, because I've had a connection in that industry or, you know, in that company.
0: And yep. you have to so, be willing to move. Mm-hmm. That'd be another advice thing. Um, because of all the, like the tax incentives and tax credits that studios are getting, Yeah. um, <clears throat> you know being willing to 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 uh venture out you sometimes do have that edge over someone who's a little bit more of a veteran and a little bit more um stable in their life like you know if jack has his family and he just bought a spot at house and stuff like that that spot now in Weta is open because he's not willing to move so if you're willing to move then you will be able to get that spot
1: i uh one of the things that, that like it's behooved me like as much as they're saying the networking thing the networking thing in general and it's not necessarily like you having to rush out to meet somebody in the industry who's going to get you the job the networking starts here 100 yeah. percent here like with the people who are in your class the people around you and other classes i cannot preach that mm-hmm. enough i i'd say i'd say it's 70 percent at least um of getting in the door now this is every industry Everyone I've been in games, films, commercials, TV, because at the end of the day, a lot of the schedules that we work under in all those industries are very long. And if I have two people walk in the door who are both qualified, and even one who's maybe even slightly better, but I like the guy who's just about the same bar, and I like him, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to hire him because he's the guy I'm gonna be able to work with until ten at night and not want to kill. The guy I want to kill, I don't, I don't give a shit how good you are. We talk about this. Yeah. And then once he gets sort of named that I don't want to work with him, then maybe I'm out of lunch someday and he walks in and says, Hey, do you do? You yeah, see people this talk. talk. Yeah.
3: We people, talk. The industry is small and not just it's video games, but entertainment in general. In general.
1: general. It, and I, it's, it's very interesting on that note. Like I, I felt for a long time just the visual effects community was small. And then I felt in the video game community was small. But then I realized there's a lot of blending now between those communities everybody kind of knows everybody and we all talk and we all like have worked with each other at some point. And it's always that person will call you first to be like, Hey, who, you know, Hey, we need an animator. Do you know? And I, I get calls still from studios all the time. Like I, and that's kind of me trying to stay out there too. In case DreamWorks calls me up and says, Hey Jack, you're fired. I keep in touch with them. So when they call, it's not just me saying, I can't get you a job, but much like Sean did with the school here. Hey, I want to find somebody to fill in. I would be like, I tell you what, I got a couple friends. Let me hook them up with you. So I'm still on their radar. I've hooked them up with somebody who's capable of doing the job. But then if they can't do it at some point and I don't have a job, they still want to hire me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, It comes full circle. And and you guys don't know who's sitting next to you necessarily and who they know. Yeah. You know, exactly. I tell people that all the time. (laughs) uh, To the other part of your question, as far as like things you you could do. Yeah. Something that always was mind boggling to me when I was a student and actually when I was teaching as well was the number of students who didn't know specifically what they wanted to do and how to necessarily research those specific kinds of jobs. I feel like with just the plethora of stuff on the internet now and how every artist uh, specifically has their stuff out there, even filmmakers now has their stuff out there. If you know, you want to be a DP, you want to be a modeler, you want to be a producer. Those people have names. God, LinkedIn now is like the ultimate search engine for anybody.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I think even just contacting people that you're interested in, like learning from is a huge thing, like information interviews and just, you know, asking somebody about what they do and being interested is, you know, hugely flattering. And most people will not turn you down if you say, hey, I'm really interested in this. And I really yeah. you know, enjoy your work worst, or whatever it is.
1: What do worst, you do, Liz? Worst case yeah, don't make it weird too. Don't like you don't like <laughs> get, don't get into it weird. in the very end and be like, are you doing anything? I mean you look I, great in that red no, dress. Fine. Red dress. How the hell? Yeah. Like, you don't want to do yeah, you know, don't, don't don't get creepy in there. Uh, worst case they won't reply. That's I'll tell you honestly, that's the worst case they won't reply. Best case, though, they do reply yeah. and you get some feedback. I, I'd also say in general is when you kind of find the specific thing you really want to focus on, look at look, go back to the thing of looking for the people who do that job. Th- that's your that's your competition. Yeah. Right. Look at what they're doing. Don't get discouraged if you're like, man, they're doing this incredible stuff. That's just the bar. I mean, that's where you want to be. I could not preach that enough to people who come to me like, is this good enough? I don't. And I sit down. I don't know. Let's look up. What do you want to do? I want to be a modeler Blizzard. I love Warcraft. Cool. I like it too. Let's check it out. You can go on LinkedIn now, and I can tell you everybody in the modeling department of Blizzard. I can tell you, like, we look up their names, and I can go to their personal websites and be like, is your stuff looking like this? And then I get that discouraged. Like, I'm like, don't get discouraged. Yeah. This is it. This is the bar, guys. Um, and that's where you want to start to shoot. And that's for everything. Like, the, I, I don't know all the careers here people want to do. But, uh, I mean, that's just the bar. And I feel like nowadays we have the capability of seeing that, whereas I feel there was a time, I, I'd say when me and Sean started specifically, because Josh is lazy-ass <laughs> fell into this industry, um, <laughs> there was no, like, exactly. people didn't have websites out there, really. People weren't putting their work out there. I mean, you could look at the thing and be like... No, you had to go to the theater to see what were doing. Yeah, they you had to go see what people <laughs> were doing. But nowadays, dude, everybody has stuff out there that you can gauge your work to. Everybody. And uh, and don't think like I said. You, I mean, you might think you're like, man, they're so good, I'm not going to be able to get in there. But you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talked about it in one of the lectures. You guys have an advantage; they don't. You're cheap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounds like an asshole thing sa- to say. It uh, sounds like, yeah. horrible <laughs> saying that,
1: but it scares the hell out of me because you know we've been doing this a long time, and you you know you climb the ladder and you hit a salary base, and that's great. But the way the industry works right now is, uh, you know, you're you could be a safer bet if you're, you know, your work's awesome and you're on that bar and you've made it to the point where your work's right up where my work's at. Why wouldn't I hire you and tell Jack to go? fly out to new zealand
4: <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> finally
1: i get a shot uh, get finally we get here. rid of you i yeah.
2: wouldn't be here without linkedin either because sean reached true, out to yeah. me or i reached out to you i don't remember how that yeah, started. I, yeah I reached
4: out to you i, yeah, think. I think i found yeah, you through a student here but that's but, even yeah. better
2: so i like it and we've been harassing each other since october to get
4: yeah.
2: to go, but um, you know it's linkedin marriage. is so huge so use it guys um You've mentioned mortgages. I know we've mentioned kids at one point, too. Mm -hmm. So this is another question that comes up, because some of our students aren't straight out of high school going into it, but they've got families, they've got kids and stuff. How do you balance the personal life and the professional life? I mean... You talked about some of these jobs being only a couple weeks.
0: Um, you know, there's always that fear of the mortgage. So, yeah. <laughs> he balances so, it by yeah. not having kids. Yeah, he yeah. Did, yeah, here's the thing. Like I you, am such an edge case situation with these things.
3: Why did we even That's bring hilarious. you? I know, seriously. seriously. Why, why did we I even bring here? you here?
0: Nobody
1: likes him a dream He's like, exactly. I found a golden ticket and no I have no responsibility. I'm a
3: chicken. Man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm. <laughs> I guess I'm lucky in that my job doesn't really require long hours. I have, uh, I'm a single mom to a seven-year-old little boy. Um, But I'm able, luckily with my company, um, we have a lot of flex time. It's very family-friendly. But again, like, we don't work crazy crunch hours with, like, a lot of our game designers do and, like, the more, like, development folks. Um, So there's that. But I think just... For us, the studio culture is really huge, and um, it's important to me to work somewhere that respects my outside life and that there's a work-life balance. And um, Disney's really good about that.
1: I uh, I have I have three. I have a little boy and two little girls. Um, I'm I'm now divorced, so it's funny. I have a little extra time. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, with me in particular, like I find that, like, that's I, I'm one of the few people anymore who can kind of cut it off. Like, when I go to work, it's like focus on what I'm doing and, and it, it, I get excited. When I leave work, though, is kind of my switch and I kind of shut everything off. And that could be anything for me. That could be focusing time on the kids. It could be playing Call of Duty. It, it, it could be a game, the podcast. Like, I try to find stuff outside of the work experience um, to to make it manageable for me.
3: Um, And it's hard, right? Because we're all connected all the time now. So it's really hard to say, okay, well, I'm not, you know, you leave work, but you still have, you know, your work email and you still have texts. And um, (laughs) I know for me, it's like, once my son is in bed, it's like, all right, well, I've got two hours now to like crank out reports or do, you know, other research stuff. It it is
1: tough though. I mean, the hours, I, we work sometimes, not as much. Uh, Right now I, I kind of do. I'm on Saturdays for the next four weeks, which is really rare for, for the studio we're at, um, or either, you're
3: working all day Saturday.
1: Yeah. Um, for the next five weeks, uh, which are a typical, we're a typical, like sort of nine to six kind of studio, which is in animation. Like that's the, that's the beauty of animation or visual effects are all over the place. You'd be there till midnight, one in the morning. Um, so to work six days a week for an animation is kind of rare, but like, so you get in this habit of like, you know, weekends or you spend it with your kids, your family or whatnot. So to not have that kind of, it kind of stinks. And you kind of, on the nights that we do work there until seven, seven thirty you figure if you have a family and you come home to them, um, depending on how old the kids are, you got maybe an hour or 30 minutes with them before they go to sleep. And I know I'm looking around some of you, this is definitely not a, a problem for any of you right now. Maybe some of you this is, but It could be someday. There probably will be someday. I mean, trust me, when I, in 2000, when I was, I guess, 23, 24, like, that was not on my mind at all. I'm like, I just want to work on movies, want to work on video games. I am not going to have, I was pulling a Josh back then. Um,
0: But I'm not 23. Yes, no,
1: no. No, you still live in the dream. Um, uh, Yeah, it is.
3: It's tough. You just have to, I think, you know
1: schedule and time and, management. Time, and your time, yeah. Management. Yeah,
3: time management yeah your time and managed, again your i think whatever manager. your priority is right like if you yeah. know you want to you know have a work-life balance <laughs> and not be work working crazy hours right then look for a company where that's a priority or like that there's flex time i mean there's so many think, companies now that yeah allow you yeah. to you I mean, know sean, work from that DreamWorks. Or, yeah. Yeah,
1: sean, sean has some yeah
4: dreamers DreamWorks is very family friendly although i'm in a role where i work way more than i probably should um <clears throat> but um I don't know. There's two parts of it. There's manage your own expectations for how much time you're expecting to spend at work versus at home, because mm-hmm. there is that thing that Josh said where you kind of need to have that switch that you can just turn work off. Because if you go home from work and you can't turn work off, no one at home is benefiting oh, from I'm, you I'm, being I'm there.
1: Jack, Josh, Josh doesn't do
4: anything. I said you touched on it. <laughs> you said me okay.
3: Yeah, you pointed out Jackie. Uh, well, we
4: don't want one okay. of these. Idiots over You don't it. want to associate. You don't want to associate <laughs> that with, uh, with, yeah, that, I mean, with that guy down there. I don't even know who these guys are. And I don't see them most of the time. I record for thirty a, year old child. I record from my house while they're off wherever they are recording. But yeah, it's kind of like setting expectations with your family as well, which I don't know how often people do in their family lives. Whether they're like, hey, this next week or month or whatever, I'm going to be working late. And everyone's going to have to kind of deal with that because um, it does. It comes up. Um, it will come up multiple times. And, and I know early career.
1: on that's like not – trust me on that because I was there. We were all there. Early on in your career, if, when you get in, this is probably for the people who don't already have families. Or not, that is the last thing you're going to be thinking about. You're like, man, I, yeah. I just want to do the best I can. I am so into this. I will tell you, though, eventually it will still become a job. It's a job you love doing, yeah. which is awesome. But guess what, guys? It's still a it's job. It's going to start
4: feeling like work after about a year.
1: And it will. That's the reality. And it will. And at some point you might be like, I've been single for too long. I should go outside and meet girls or boys or in between. Um, and uh, and that will happen, which is awesome. And it should. You should go outside. If you are working too much, Everything will. everything will get bad, I- including your work. Trust yeah. me. We joke all the time about the crazy hours like in visual effects. And I know Josh had to do it too. It's just like, Commercial houses are the worst. They will keep you there until 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And try, I could I'll be honest with you. There is a point, probably after, if you've been there all day, probably about at 11 o'clock, I'll say, maybe even 10. It's, you're, no, you're not, whatever happened from 10 till 4, whatever they kept you you did yeah. nothing. After after 3 <laughs> you have to Nothing's it's good. Nothing's good. That work diminishes. is not what they're going to put out. Whatever you just <laughs> did there was not good. I, I bet uh,
4: we probably all have. I, stories of how like yeah. we were there too long and really it's fucked something good. up.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. just not. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just lost it. I just started laughing hysterically. I did the same. I found thing. like I was. It, was like, a, I did the it was like it was like four thirty in the morning, and like I just <clears throat> been up straight since nine a.m. and I'm just sitting there, and like one of the characters I was animating, he just bounced in a funny way in my mind, <laughs> and I just started laughing just hysterically, and I could not stop. And my buddy then, who was sitting next to me, he just started busting and <laughs> laughing because I was so infectious, apparently, with yeah. my laugh. And I'm like, what are we laughing bad. at anymore? And I just couldn't stop. That's and I'm like, bad. Jesus. That's, that's when someone one helping send you, you home. Right way way you that's when somebody, somebody calls, calls a cab and sends
3: you home.
4: In my
0: very first, uh,
4: not my very first job, but one of my very first jobs, I was working like 14 hours a day for an entire week straight to get a commercial turned around. Because yes. you get a commercial and you're going to be done with it in a week. No matter how many hours in that week there are, you're going <laughs> to finish that commercial in a week. Um, well, I was showing it to my VFX supervisor after being there for like 14 hours, and I just started laughing, and I couldn't even explain what I was doing. I was yeah. like,
0: "What? <laughs> so funny? This this is and he's giving me
4: notes, and I'm like, "Okay, It's yes. <laughs> awful." So that's just, you end up becoming a basket case, and um, oh it kind of, doesn't help You kind of anybody. Anybody. don't all the way come back from that basket no. case. Apparently no, really not. Don't. So
2: you guys have talked a little bit about visual effects too, with the whole um, rhythm and hues and the visual effects. There's a solidarity movement going on right
0: now do you guys have anything to say
2: about that sucks it really fucking <laughs> okay, like, it sucks it's horrible all right it's
0: atrocious how do you it's, think it's
2: going to
0: change things um it's going to run out it's really going to run out but at the same time you're always going to be chasing a job because of these reasons like when canada dries up with all of their tax incentives and stuff like that it's going to move somewhere else um until i really think like california uh you know gets that incentive um does everyone kind of know what is happening in Canada and all these places. No. No.
2: <laughs> give him a little over.
0: Yeah, give, yeah. give, him, give him a feel. So basically, spiel. what happens is school me. School you. So <laughs> we're in school. Um, yes, in school. So right now, uh, you know, a, a bid comes in for a job, and <clears throat> say it's ten million dollars, and. Canada now has a, a tax rebate and tax incentive for filmmakers if they, if they do the work up there that they will give them a $3 million tax rebate for doing the job in Canada. So it's like, okay, the studio now will go to Canada. So for now, for California or, or Los Angeles studios to match that, they have to do the same amount of work now for $7 million, you know, as opposed to the $10 million that would be quite competitive. So, so they don't, they, 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 they lose. Compete. They lose right there. And so many studios will just keep going up there. So they will have what they call a, a studio, which is, a, I mean, a hub, which is just basically down here, and then go up there. Um, different, A couple of different states are doing it, um, too, for filming-wise. It's happening in Europe as well. But it's just, again, one of those things of when it's going to run out. And there's, you know, a big, giant, you know, petition and debate of, you know, if this is relatively the internet cap. I mean, the entertainment capital. You know, uh, film industry. You know, this is where it was, and yet we can't get work here. So lots of studios are closing down and opening one up in in Canada or in Vancouver and in uh, Europe and so on and so forth. And so that's why I was saying you pretty much need to move. And basically, that was what happened to Rhythm. Rhythm just you know, got in that situation and it's not like rhythm does bad works. They just won the visual effects award for life of Pi, And, you know, up there and the guy is actually about to give his speech saying this is a tough end. You know, mm-hmm. they cut him off like at that point because he, he ran out of time, but you know, it's a very sad and, and, it, and it really does suck. But we're, uh, we're, we're actually the Forbes has put this out. We're actually Los
1: Angeles now is fourth in the production chain
3: film production you know? film. which sounds crazy <clears throat> los angeles and yeah
1: um so I, I worked at rhythm and hughes uh i have a lot of friends there um there's a great for anybody who's interested in just the visual effects industry if you're going into that industry there's a, a documentary called life after pie that uh, a couple of producers there put out um i think we have it up on the nerdtastic and 3d facebook page if you guys check it out or if you go to youtube and just look life after pie um they sort of break it down they explain um sort of the bidding system they explain what's happening in canada they explain how visual effects studios uh are on a uh, fixed bid system so much like what josh said so they have to come in under it with a bit of say seven million so that seven million though what's crazy with that is 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 a fixed bid which means the studio is paying you seven million for what originally at the beginning of the film is this many shots in film production though that changes quite significantly so maybe you're doing 500 shots on the film, but when you're all said and done with the film, maybe the number is more like 600 or 650. Now for that extra 150 shots that comes out of the studio's budget, that's overhead. So that means they're, they're already negative. They've already lost on the film. So a lot of studios, when I first got started out here, made their money on commercials and we're only doing visual effects, feature work for sort of hype, gets your name out there, gets your name in producer's eyes. And so they start coming in to ask you for work, but, um, Nobody was making huge money on that. And now that everything's being subsidized by these other uh, countries, not even other countries, states. I mean, Detroit, Atlanta, they're they're all giving better, uh, Louisiana, they're all giving better subsidies than we are. So that's kind of another advantage to the people in here who are young and trying to get into the industry. You have potentially that capability to move. I mean, when I graduated school in Orlando, there wasn't anything in Orlando. And I knew I was going to have to, is that ESPN? Sweet. Um, (laughs) You're going to have to, I knew I was going to have to move. Like I just knew it, but there's a lot of people who were students with me when we graduated. We're like, I'm going to hang out. I'm like going to hang out and do what in Orlando? What are you going to do? You work at Disney, which like I knew I wanted to work on film. So I went where the film work was and you need to take that leap of faith and research it. Like Canada's huge right now. We have a friend who's they're have, they're going to have to sell their house through, him and his wife were moving up to Vancouver because uh, she accepted a staff position at Imageworks that's up there now. Um, but me, Josh, and him all worked on Beowulf together when it was, like, thriving you new. Know, we had,
0: know, we we had, had Superman I, Returns, the not-good one. <laughs> uh, we, we, were had Narnia, on we had of Narnia. We had stuff from Narnia. We had all I mean, uh, it. was just Monster with House, We had
1: Beowulf. We um, had a
0: crap ton of stuff. And when I was at
1: Rhythm, uh, I worked on Golden Compass, which another one I won Visual Effects Oscar. I, they've done it like twice since, you know, it, it was packed when I was there. We were working on Hulk. We had just got Mummy 3. We had a ton. All the Geico commercials were by us at the time. There was the Will when I was there that uh, I didn't have to work <laughs> on. Um, it was slammed. In and like, so there was this like, and that wasn't even the real heyday. I had even kind of missed out on before that even when it was like they were actually making money. Um but then it's, it, I felt like the plague for a while as I would work at these studios and leave, there was like this depreciation um, my favorite studio. The, my first film studio was a studio called Asylum. Um, and they hired me to work on Sky High. And we, we had Sky High at the time and we had Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I was animating on Nintendo commercials, which was awesome. I was like getting to animate uh, uh, Mario and Link and do all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, man, I can always go back there in my head. I'm like, if else all fails, I'm gonna go back to the studio. They shut their doors completely uh, just last year. Um, like hundred percent went under, uh, and it's it's sad, you know. As on, we're watching them fall like flies. Um, but on the same note, the work's got to get done. You got to figure over ninety percent of every single feature that's made has visual effects. Yeah.
0: Still going to make movies. There's still jobs oh, out there. Need
1: production. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, keep it in perspective. You know, we might talk how things are bad right now in L.A. They're not necessarily bad everywhere, so try to try to keep that in mind. Just be prepared if you're really wanting to be in that industry, what you're going to potentially have to do to get into that industry.
2: Um, okay, you mentioned favorite company, so let's ask the others. Is there any? You can't use DreamWorks, you can't use Disney. They're keeping you out of trouble with mm-hmm. current bosses. Um, but other than DreamWorks and Disney, what has been your favorite company or maybe project that you've worked on?
0: Mine is I was at Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is just. It wasn't necessarily the project. The lot is just really cool. I mean, it's it's an an awesome lot. It's an awesome movie studio lot. Like, you know, you're walking around, you know, they're filming all the freaking time. I got busted because I actually actually walked into a shot without even knowing. They were doing the Terminator, the the Sarah Connor Chronicles Mm -hmm. TV show. And I just walked in and I was just like, oh, shit. Does that surprise anybody in this room at all? And Seriously. then he was a TV actor. Yeah, then Seriously. I became an actor. Then he yeah. won an Emmy. They saw me. They're like, you got that. You got that. He yes. was uh, the best actor to say
3: really I think, didn't
1: know he was there.
0: Yeah.
3: I think mine is probably a, the same reason. I used, I did, I uh, worked in film publicity for Paramount Pictures and um, I'm just a huge movie buff. And so to be on the lot where all these, you know, iconic movies took place. And um, I think that was uh, outside of my current role and the current products that I've worked on. Um, That was probably my just something that I just nerded out every day. Like being at work and driving under those gates or you know under the arches and like yeah. So that was
0: my office was in like soundstage fifteen and in that soundstage they were doing uh, the hangover, the first one, they were doing the wedding chapel scene where he gets like married. (laughs) So we would like go down there and like start taking pictures (laughs) like up (laughs) up on up in the wedding chapel and stuff like that. It's just like these random things. And they had the show, I don't know if you guys remember the show, Chuck. And mm-hmm. they had the buy more, and the buy more was right in front of me and stuff like that, too. And so you just kind of like walk in, and yeah. it looks like a Best Buy, yeah. And you just kind of like, like the walk fake in.
3: New York streets and like, yeah, just those sort so of those things, it's
0: just those are, those are fun experiences. That's that's kind of yeah. my I, I worked at some cool places.
1: I, I mean, not named and DreamWorks is. Studio wise is probably one of the most beautiful places. I mine's mine's probably asylum. It was it was a small place. It was on Seventh and Wilshire down in Santa Monica, so you could walk to the promenade. Um, but it was such an insane experience of just a small crew of guys. Like they only had seven people on staff who all had specialties in what they did, and they were all they all had been supervisors and CG soups at other studios, and now they were just kind of artists. And all of a sudden, I was just this junior guy they hired to work with them. So like the knowledge I got from all them was insane. But it was also guys who've been doing it a long time, kind of where I'm at now. They were back then. So they had worked on like Final Fantasy and all the Matrix and all these films that I was like coming out, you know, coming out here to L.A. and after doing video games to going into film and my, my direct soup uh, had worked on What Dreams May Come was the, the anim soup to me. I'm like, and I just looked like a little kid. I was like drooling to them, but like to them, uh, but I was I want to hang with them. And these guys had been doing it for a while, so they they lived a little more extreme lifestyle during the day. So there was many lunch times where it was just, hey, come out to lunch, and I'd come back not being able to walk because we just would drink so much. Like it was just a different <laughs> kind of studio life that I, I didn't know. Like I didn't know at the time that you work hard. And they play hard, and the studio was very big on playing hard. So, like even on your birthday, they would bring you down a case of Corona and sit at your desk. Um, it was awesome. And I, yeah.
0: uh, we have seven bars. <laughs> I, miss, I miss seven. the
1: Asylum very much. Maybe that's why it went under.
0: But, uh, you say
2: you have seven bars at DreamWorks. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, each good. department. Yeah, don't has get me wrong. Every studio I've been at, we drink heavily, but yes. I, but they're, they're all we there's they're built bars that.
4: Yes. Yeah, we're trying outside. to design the DreamWorks bar crawl. It hasn't is, happened yet. Yeah. This is why
2: it's hard to
3: get into DreamWorks. Yes. All right. It is oh, nobody leaves. We all have it's alcohol right, problems. Nobody, nobody
4: leaving. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little more low-key than all these guys over here. But well, My favorite job was uh, I worked at a commercial house in Chicago as a freelancer. Um, the, the company was called Radar. And uh, it was four guys, and it, one of them was my best friend. So we just kind of sat and made commercials together all together we all worked on the bidding of it we all worked on the effects of it everything together um that was a really cool job i got to work on a whole lot of different types of stuff and do a whole lot of different types of jobs which um i like i liked being a generalist and being like okay i'm gonna model today all right i'm gonna rig today now i'm gonna animate um that was a lot of fun so i think i got a lot of my experience from that job um and it was also a lot of fun and it was in downtown chicago so you could go anywhere in like 10 minutes which was pretty sweet
2: so. Alright, so what do you guys see as the next groundbreaking technology to transform the entertainment area? And Liz, you can't say Flappy Bird. I
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my addiction. I don't think it's, well, it <laughs> has transformed. It,
1: it's transformed Liz. <laughs> um, it's
3: transformed can get a hold of it.
1: I, no, I was going to say Nertastic in 3D. Okay. <laughs> we're
0: slowly going to oh, yeah. take over.
3: Well, no, we're not. We know that, but Google
2: Glass or what do you guys think? Firstly, oh okay. the
0: Oculus Rift yeah. is like the biggest thing uh, right now, that that thing, if it it keeps pushing each time it comes yeah. out, it keeps pushing, gets better and better and better. Um, at now, at the, I think at this point, it's basically limited to what your graphics, you know, the the processor that you have, the, the machine that you have, that's actually outputting it, is kind of now is what you're limited to. Um,
1: it's a frames per second thing. For for uh, uh, does everybody here know what the Oculus Rift is? So it's, it's, it's for the people who don't know, it's, it's VR goggles, oh,
3: virtual reality, virtual reality,
1: yeah. but very high res. And, and the, the problem they're running into and what Josh is touching on at the graphics card is that you can get sick <laughs> very <laughs> fast. Uh, and I've experienced this um, with a person who knew inc- and I don't get motion sickness and he was doing his little demo for me. And he's like, "Oh, you're pretty good. huh? You're not getting sick." And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, check this." And he just—it literally was that fast. Like, it took two seconds, and I was like, oh And I was like, trying to get them, get them off my head. and I was
0: like, "That's not good at all." Because they're like snowboarding goggles. They're not like just little glasses. Yeah, no, they're huge. They're- yeah. You know, completely immersed in so like you know, if you're standing there, you look like you're around and the floor will just drop out and you'll just be like, What the hell?
3: We were at C E S and it's a lot of fun to watch a group of people with these
1: on, like all it. wander oh, yeah.
0: around. I spent a
3: good it. like twenty minutes just at a booth laughing.
1: We, we walked up and so. I'm like, What is she what is she looking at? And Intel had a booth with four of them set up where people could play. I forgot what they maybe it was Eine or Star It was Eve Online and, and Liz online. is just laughing, like, what are you looking at? She's like all the Stevie one. Oh, because it was just like there. Everyone's doing this I
3: was like, this. I was like, none of them know how ridiculous they look. But it was just like, you don't know when you're in there how ridiculous you look when you're, and they're all like trying to touch things. I was just like, oh goodness. But if
0: you can can hone that, that'll really be a giant game changer in terms of like video games, even movie watching, to just put that on. More just just being like in your bed. And just being able to lay in any <laughs> <laughs> still watch like you know anything. They've this is, this is what Josh dreams about. Yeah, if I can lay in you my bed. Yeah, I was gonna
1: yeah, say the, <laughs> the coolest demo I've seen, and this is totally out there. Was uh they took they took the drunk walker demo. They took no. They Where took walked down a hall
4: and it just goes. They blah. took the two
1: actors and they 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 went through choreography of what they were gonna do. I don't know if anybody's seen this video. I think it's on Facebook as well on art Tastic page. But they had um, two actors, a guy and a girl. But they had the opposite cameras set up on their bodies. Mm. So the guy, as he went through his choreographed routine, was the same thing the woman was doing in the same routine. So to the guy, though, it looked like he had a female body. Yeah,
3: like they had but he switched. Was doing, they, yeah, had they had switched. Switch
1: but they were doing the same choreography. So she thought she had a so male
3: body. It's yeah. like he was
1: watching, and just just watching it, you're like, I uh, this is. Weird. And yeah, it's they anxiety. get really I don't confused.
3: Know if <laughs> But that's probably yeah. That's like
1: a- so yeah, yeah. Well, you did. You saw the guy like. But they're doing. it's this weird. They were doing the same choreography. So you guys can let your mind run with the capabilities of what this this could do. I I'd say, I I mean I can agree with Josh. I mean that they're, they're definitely pushing that. I think between that using technology with a system called Omnitrack, which is a is a small platform you can stand on that you can walk in any direction in one place. Uh, it's really good. Our, our friend Brad got to demo that at E3 last year uh, with a Rift on. So you could literally walk. I, I know they're doing some tech demos of, of hooking you into mocap as well and, and, and volumes with the riffs so you can actually move around. Uh, it's it's getting kind of crazy with that stuff. Yeah, it okay. is.
2: All right, so I got one more question, then I'll open it up to any students that might have other questions for you, too. Cool. Um, what is the weirdest rule you've ever heard of at a company? So I know that you guys have bars, so I'm sure there's she no drinking limits there, but is there any odd rules that you've heard at, like any of the studios or anything? And if not, that's okay, too. They Again, even get you a cab, not, by the way,
0: if you drink too much, and well, it'll we'll take you it. home. That's a true story.
3: Encouraging any I was going to say, <laughs> Disney Interactive does not do that. We do not, not have bars there. still no drinking.
0: Disney so, <laughs> yeah. feature
3: does. Well, I don't know about Disney feature. Well, well, <laughs> drink dodge
1: You can drink yeah. there. <laughs> so if you gotta weigh out where you're gonna work,
3: guys.
1: Rule That's really loose. I know. <laughs> See here's the th- well, yeah, I think that
3: I love that when people will come to Disney Interactive and assume that like we have the same rules as like Disneyland, like the parks, right? So <laughs> I remember like we had one person start and that was yeah, with the pointing. <laughs> I'm always pointing like this. And then also like they're amazed that people have tattoos and facial hair at our office. It's like, Oh, I thought you couldn't have that at Disney. It's like at Disney land, but like we have people with facial hair and piercings and, you know, tattoos.
0: Yeah, we're considered artists. Yeah. <laughs> so we Yeah, we're wearing pajamas with we her that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I think well, you know, we had a, a couple of weeks ago one of the producers tried to initiate Fancy Friday because apparently we all dress way down and you know, he's <laughs> like, "Let's why don't we put on like skirts and pants and closed-toed shoes?"
4: Yeah, like, we do tie Tuesdays okay, sometimes, yeah. but I never part-time. Yeah, there's like yeah. maybe 3% of people I that are going to that. Don't, I mean, aside from the normal rules <laughs> yeah. that you would normally like have life? any company. and yeah <laughs> don't life, murder don't like murder like, your Common sense it, is a really good so rule for this industry. Say, yeah.
2: Like
0: the police yeah, say you, you can't can do it? That's it. Then no
2: rules, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: there is, there is uh, one studio where everything was basically blocked on the computer. And when you're in animating and you're doing, you know, art and stuff, you're inspired by reference so you you want to get on the internet and like you know research yeah, Google certain image things. search exactly or, uh-huh. Like YouTube, no. So if you actually had something you wanted to reference, you're like, I need to reference, you know, an elephant walking. They're like, Okay, someone would go take that note and go find <laughs> stuff for you and then bring it to you. And I thought that was kind of a really shitty rule.
3: Yeah. So. It's kind of time consuming you know and annoying. Exactly. Yeah, That's crazy. the whole thing. It's a child. Baby waste elephant. Game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, then I quit. <laughs> yeah, so weird. I'm so racking my question. brain. I'm racking my you brain. Yeah, don't Sorry, be shy. We got someone here. Okay. So you guys okay. are talking about how LA is the fourth biggest place for Yeah, Brazil. no. So I was wondering, what was the other places, and should we be realistically sort of thinking like, okay, well, this other place is gonna be way better. 100%. Can you repeat the question for the <laughs> mics, please? Oh, ba- oh, basically, he just asked. For people listening at home, um, <clears throat> is what are the other stuff? Uh, top studios at
3: Louisiana, Canada, and the United Kingdom.
0: Yes. yes.
3: Louisiana, yeah, they just started doing huge tax breaks. Uh,
0: they they have each studio has something there. Like you know, most of it, like the the production producers and stuff like that, usually will be in Los Angeles. Um, but like any type of you know artist work will be done there, and. You should 100% look at going there because that is kind of where it's going to, you know, you're going to see more jobs. You're going to.
1: Well, you understand the, the directors, your, your Michael Bayes, your Bruckheimer, all these people, they're not moving. <laughs> they're not leaving their, their 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 Palisades homes to move to the UK because they don't have to. You know, their, their, their production companies are here, the distributors are here Paramount, Warner Brothers, Sony, Fox, they're here. They don't have to move anywhere. Visual effects side of things. We are the um, we're the Foxconn of film production. You know, we're, we're the we're the we're the cheap labor. And with that comes these the studios and the distribution places who are putting out the money saying, well, I mean, if we just shoot it there and you just do the visual effects there, we get how many millions back? Oh, OK, go, go, go do that. Whatever it takes to go do that or don't bid on the project. Like I, I there's a lot of studios that can't even bid on the project unless they're already there. So that's kind of the tough spot, but every big studio, Weta, um, Weta, even ha- Weta was even here in LA for a while with a studio. ILM they have studios now in Vancouver
0: and in the UK. Um, the only ones that haven't are animation houses. Yes, um, because animation houses don't really benefit from them,
1: besides for India.
0: Yes, uh, we do
1: have we do have a DreamWorks individual. Yeah. We have a sister studio in India. We also have a sister studio in PDI uh, in San Francisco um, as well.
2: As a career service advisor, I have to put the disclaimer out there that depending on when you guys graduate, because if you're graduating in three months or versus two years, these could change. So I think what they're saying more than anything else, though, too, is being open and being flexible, it widens your net for catching that job and for having that opportunity. You can still find opportunities in Los Angeles, but you might have five versus that of 50. Yes, if
0: if you're willing to. And it's also what you're
1: willing to want to do. There's still a lot of commercial work here, a lot just understand it's in small stints. Uh, actually, a lot of the UK studios, like uh, the Mill, uh, Moving Picture Company, um, Frame Store, they actually all have studios here in LA. Small staff, super small staff that just do commercials because a lot of the commercial uh, production houses are here. So they, a lot of the car companies, they still come to LA for that work uh, and they still pay pretty good money for that work because of the turnaround so fast. It's hard to outsource that work and get it back in the states. So. That kind of work, there's still there's, there's a plethora of that work here, so something to keep in mind. Um, same with games, yeah. you want to do games. There's still a lot of game studios in LA, um, for sure. Yeah.
4: What's oh. yeah, going on? Oh,
1: happening over there? Yeah, you're going to have fun. them on the podcast. Is that? Isn't oh, wow.
2: I'm waiting for it's the shift. Like, uh, is there like a fight happening? That's where you're testing. happening For real, <laughs> yeah. The so live show. Party, all right. Is anyone else <laughs> have questions for them as well? Look, I got hands come up. Look, they're not getting shared. I know. It's, it's I'm good. Yay. There.
3: Go for it. Um, I heard that for How to Train to Dragon 2, DreamWorks have developed a new facial animation program. For a more realistic
0: base movement, you know anything about that? We have oh, like new like animation technology.
4: I can't yeah. really talk about the details of it, but um, <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. It is, <laughs> what it is. It's actually it's really amazing.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, it's, from what we came it's from, it's yeah. very it's amazing. Something that
0: you haven't seen much before. Yes. So yes, yeah. but it's more for like a technical side in terms of you know it's <clears throat> DreamWorks is a very heavily proprietary um, uh, studio. Which is good and extremely frustrating at the same time because yeah. you're just like Maya works. Why can't I just use Maya? And they're like, but we have this, and you're just we like, I don't want this. I want that. And uh, <clears throat> but yeah, the the technology that they have, it's it's just allowed uh, animators to be able to um, work with a lot more uh, like deformation detail in real time and so yeah. on and so forth. To a lot be able more to, fidelity in real time. And yeah, around. instead of seeing like kind of. If you guys have a lot ever of seen. workflow
4: enhancements. Like you yes. get surprised that the amount of times that you have to go reach for something when you're animating slows you down enough that over the course of reaching for that thing for three weeks straight, you may have lost a few hours of work um, or a few days of work. So they've been, you know, developing. The reason we have these proprietary things is to try to streamline a lot of that workflow. Um, but um,
1: they're on some very nice setups as well. The artists yeah. who are on that, they the, the anima- which we can't say, they're. They're, uh, they're on two monitor systems, which is pretty common in general, but they're, 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 their main monitor is a 30-inch monitor, and their other one is the 27 or 28-inch uh, Cintiq. Cintiq. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a pretty nasty setup. Uh,
4: I mean, they have supercomputers like, at the desk. I but I, but I will tell you, like,
1: outside of proprietary, uh, I'm on How to Train Your Dragon 2 right now, and, uh, and something in crowds in general we use. Uh, the beauty of our department is we can use everything. So I use Maya, I use Massive, I use Motion Builder, uh, we use Nuke, um, I, I Houdini, I kind of use anything I want.
4: Yeah, we're using Houdini on my show. So oddly
1: enough, I'm actually not even in that proprietary software very often, unless I have to be.
4: But yeah. we use that software But we too. use it, we use yeah. that software
0: <laughs> too. I think it's
2: awesome.
0: No, it, it is, it is pretty awesome. Yeah, now. the machines are like $60,000 a machine, like just the yeah. computer is 60 grand. No. They yeah.
2: probably check your backpack when you leave. Yeah,
0: it's kind of hard. That's part of the rule. Just don't that's a rule. That's a rule. That's a rule. That, that, that might
2: be
3: a rule.
0: And can't the computer.
2: Like, it's reallocated. Who else has got a question? Okay, let's go to the corner over there. If you get hired by a studio that's outside of the country, will they help you find a place to live or allow your family to come live with you?
0: The question um, was if, depends, if
4: right? you get hired by a studio outside of the country will they help you get there will they help you relocate help you relocate and and what was it fine is your family allowed is your family allowed you? to come with, yeah. with you? I don't think they have Same rules part's about a personal the family. yeah if you want to <laughs> you feel free not to tell you them, you them they're
1: allowed to come hey, that's yeah. on you yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry so,
4: sorry hi. Hi. sorry 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 you can you got to stay in
1: LA daddy's
0: got to go to UK they, you have to kind of work. Um, that's something you work out with studios. Studios do do that. Yeah. Um, like just like as Jack was saying, uh, just recently, some friends that are moving up to uh, Image Works up there, um, <clears throat> they are paying for them to fly up there early just to try to scout out a place. Um, giving them relocation, Jason that we that was on the podcast when he went up to Seattle, they gave him a, a very nice uh, moving. Relocation Relocation. package. package. Yeah. Justin went to Weta. They gave him
1: a uh, same thing. It depends. It's just like a human resources again, thing where they'll help you. It's usually you. almost enough
3: yeah. to
4: like get your move. <laughs> Typically, something is going to come out of your. Well, pocket. I know
3: with like Disney, like when we've had people move here, we put that we have housing, so they stay in like the temporary housing while they find a place. Yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's not very typical. I think of the no. industry though. Well, they probably yeah, they own will, a lot of. Property. You'll probably be doing your own research to find a place to live where. I will tell you, though,
1: the friend of ours, Dan, who's going up with his wife who got the job at ImageWorks, he's interviewing with ILM, and they are not – they're like, if you can come – like, we might need you in two weeks, but we're not paying for anything. If you can get up here, cool, and stay on a couch or something, but we're not going to pay for you. Uh, I would be prepared for that right now more than them completely relocating you. Um, These couple edge cases of people we talked about, like – were in very high demand for what they did, um, with a lot, a lot of experience going in and they needed them kind of then. Um, I would be more prepared for a case like me, everybody when I was in Orlando applying for out here, they would take one look at my number and know I didn't live there at the time. It's a little different now with cell phones. Like everybody keeps their own number, but I knew I had to be out here. So like the first thing I did is I lost my amazing cell phone number I used to have. Um, it was amazing. I know.
3: It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. And then, uh. It was also completely inappropriate. Yes.
1: Uh. But it was amazing on the same some level. Some say inappropriate, some was say it? awesome.
3: Well, no, don't no,
1: But, well, I mean, it was just, it was 694 Jack. Now, the odd <laughs> part about that is, as I didn't get the prefix when I first got it, and I just walked around it so excited. Now, this is, this is 90, 96 or was Sprint. And this was like Sprint had just got going, and they are like, sure, you can pick your last four. I was like, Jack, five, two, two, five. Yeah, they're like, no problem, sir. And they get six nine. I walk around, I walk up with my buddy, I'm like, you check it out. I got Jack. He's like, all right, give me your number. It's like six nine four five two, two five. He goes, he stared at me. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? You excited I got Jack? He's like six nine four, huh? I'm like, Yeah, you got the same prefix? He goes, Oh yeah. But I got a normal number, and like I say he's like sixty-nine four Jack. I'm like,
0: <laughs> Oh, this is the
1: best number ever. Uh, and oddly enough it was the only number anybody could ever remember at that point <laughs> so a friend of mine got pulled over for DUI who's he called me because he, didn't, he could not remember there anybody else's number but when I moved out of here I I was like I it was it was tearing me up and it was about a year before you were allowed to keep your cell phone numbers and I didn't really know that all I knew is I had a 407 area code and nobody was like on my resume were looking I was living in a couch in North Hollywood I'm like okay so I went out and got the old 818. And it's ever since sellout. Ever since I've been trying to get it back. I tried on Google Talk. I've tried on every network. I'm like, just give me five, two, two, just
3: gonna have to let it go.
1: Hey, Anyone else got go. for us? Oh, There we go. <laughs> uh,
4: you mentioned a little bit about, uh, you know, industry and having uh, a lot of work being in commercials. I'm looking at, you know, being an animator. Obviously, if I want to take a job, um, having multiple reels and having multiple things going on, and how does that work in the industry? Is it, you know? Maybe a little confusion, like, "Hey, you say you want to do this, and I'm looking at your, a lot of
0: your recent real work.
4: Is there that kind of an issue, maybe? Because obviously, you got to work.
0: See, so what you, you want to be an animator, or you are an animator.
3: Well, I'm in school
0: now. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, are you, like we said earlier, like when you you want to find something, you know, that you stick to kind of a specialty, um, because generalists these days are generalists are supremely amazing. Like I was very humble. Like I was like, I know a little bit of this. I know a little bit of that. And when I was at the mill one time, there was one guy, we were sitting in a room, probably about the size of these chairs to here. And there was about four desks and it was just me and him, but he was running the other three desks. He was over here texturing this, this basketball for this really high end, like EA sports thing. And then rolled over his chair and he was rigging this transformer dog for like this other commercial, then rolled over <laughs> and he was doing this comp work on this other thing and then got up and was working in another one too. And I'm just like – Now you just do it all at one desk.
1: Yeah. I mean he I had, had to yeah. out all this
0: stuff up and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, God, like I know how to Those do it. I mean tabs. the complex yeah. stuff that this man was doing yeah. was – it was astounding. It was. Just, it was to me. I was just like, I don't know how you do that stuff. The lines blurred as like somebody
1: like so my reel. I have. Uh, I have character animation, and then I have crowd work, and then I have some mocap work that I've it, done.
4: Yeah, it's it's not unheard of. I have multiple reels. I mean, obviously, you want to tailor your reel to the job you're going for, and yes. even the company that you're going for. In a yes. lot of cases, too, you want to show them the type of work that they do, so they yeah. could say, Oh, yeah, you fit in here.
3: Yeah, you don't want them to have to make the leap and wonder if you could handle it.
1: Yeah. Be open as well. Like, I know you say commercials, right? So, I mean, that, that's a good end. Be open and prepared to be like, if, if you really want to animate, be open to, to video games. Be open to, you know, that's where I, that, that was my start. Like, I wanted to work in film and I love video games, but I really wanted to work in film. But as soon as that video game opening came out, I was like, I'll, I'll do anything. You know, be open. Exactly. Be open to that. You know, I I need to get off the dude's couch. (laughs) That's all I cared about. So that was Jack's motivation. Literally, you'd be amazed how motivating it is to get off somebody's one bedroom apartment couch.
4: (laughs) Um, We're we're actually in a good spot now that video games are. they are kind of blurring the lines a bit between video game quality and film now. So it's a little bit easier to jump back and forth between those industries more so than it was you know when and you it's were hard starting to get in, in the, the games industry.
1: even now like i i, I yeah. could even argue it's easier to get the job nowadays doing the animation for commercials because they're just going to look at your reels see where you start at if you can do some acting can you do some action stuff whatever video games all the people i know who are at studios uh infinity ward and um naughty dog in particular they're going to give you a test regardless if i give them my reel right now they'd be like cool jack here can you get this back in a week and they're still going to make me do the test. So they're still going to want to know you can do this.
0: And not to shoot you down or completely shatter your dreams. There are a lot of animators out there. There really, really are. And with the industry, with jobs being as tough as they are, it's kind of a thing. If you want to go into that, everybody wants to be an animator. You, you really, you really do. It's like, you know, you see it's a Toy Story. You see Shrek. Show. It's just like, what do you want to do? I want to make Shrek do that. I want to make, you know, Buzz Lightyear do that. Like, that's what I want to do. I want an animator. Cool. 80% of the room wants to, too. There's not a whole lot of people that maybe, you know, I actually would like to model something. Oh, okay, cool. We have one of those spots, you know. So, you know, I, I totally encourage you to, if you're if that's what you want to do, do animation, stuff like that. But also don't be afraid to learn other things yeah. and to really, you know, go, hey, because I animate, but I'm also a layout artist. And kind of what layout is at, at DreamWorks and stuff like that, I'm kind of like a mini DP. So I do a lot of the 3D camera work. I do. Uh, I, I'm a camera guy, essentially. Uh, there. I'd say yeah. Be, be, uh, so, but that's be been able to for adapt. me to to go back and forth between, you know, oh, I had this job, and you know, I'm an animator, and they're like, oh, we don't have any animation spots. And I was just like, well, I do layout. We have a layout spot. Okay, cool. You know, yeah, and so I've been able to flop back and forth. So, awesome. It is, yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Now, out of all those positions, is there
4: one that consistently has like positions open for projects more than say, like an animator? Versus
1: lighting. I, I, could argue, I could argue that lighting, lighting, is <laughs> and compositing, Com- compo- compositing is across the board. At least for film, if you want to do film commercials, compositing sort of is a, a kind of a blanket thing. Because the smaller houses, if they need anything at all, it's going to be a compositor. They might not do any three the CG work, as they'll call it, like commercial house. Because they're just doing color corrections, wire removal, green screen work, rotoing. Rotowing. Oh, that's all compositing, dude. And all those studios have compositors on staff. Like I. That's the only thing I wish I like. I always joked. I'm like, man, I, I'd be on the job boards every morning. Wake up at six. VFX pro. I'm like, give me a job. Give me a job, man. If there's another compositing job on here, I'm a, I'm gonna freak out. Um, lighting seems to be another one that I comes up FX a lot. I think effects is
4: usually pretty. You know, I mean, if you're pretty decent at effects, those roles open up. Relative Anything but animating.
0: <laughs> oh,
4: I'm it just kidding. Uh, it, it's just it's. A, it's I know. A, I'm just.
0: Yeah. It, compositing just is the big
4: insight because there's always comp there's jobs. There's always there. comp jobs. Like, they could be the anywhere from is, the comp really comp crappy comp job to the really awesome comp job. But yeah, um, is there something in mobile that you always see?
3: Oh gosh, um, not now since we just <laughs> went through layoffs last week. Um, hmm. Yeah.
0: That's around, yeah, I was going to uh, say, we laid
3: people. off 26% well, of Disney Interactive last week, so we're not looking well, for we're
2: anybody really glad here right now. Job, yeah, me that. too. Okay. Absolutely. I think what you guys are all saying, and I'm going to ignore Josh and his animation <laughs> comment completely in our media. We just
3: usually ignore things. Josh completely. Exactly. So we're exactly. so, <laughs> <yeah, laughs> okay. going to do that.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but- so what you're basically saying though is, while you're in school, learn everything you can and as many programs yeah, as you can. Yeah, I was gonna so say you it,
3: but when you were talking about the animators, like when we've had animators working, you know, on video games, um, there were many times like if there was an animator who could only do 2D versus an animator who could do 3D and 2D and modeling, like that was the one who was kept around or who went from a contract to a full-time position. So um, I think the more things you can do is going to, you know, lend to so more know job lull. security. Like, I mean, I go, yeah. back, I
1: go back to your thing. Like, I, I, I know crowd work because it, I, there was a lull. I had worked with a guy at Asylum who was doing Massive, and I was animating cycles for him to use in Massive. And Massive is a crowd software that uh, they, they developed for Lord of the Rings. And we were working on a movie called Deja Vu, and I was giving him all these cycles. But I was kind of fascinated knowing that there was only a handful of people who were in L.A., if that then, probably less, who knew Massive. So my, my dude, the light bulb went off and I'm like, cause animation, I was like, I just knew the jobs were scarce and everything. And, and I was sitting next to a dude who had animated squiddies from matrix and another dude from like, Oh my God, how am I going to keep staying employed? So I look at him like, why don't you teach me that dude? Cause nobody was teaching it. So I kind of latched onto that. And sure enough, I guess who's working at dreamworks now. I just got him a job <laughs> full circle. He had hooked me up with the job at rhythm and Hughes. For a massive position on Golden Compass, when I didn't know massive at all, but he had talked me up enough to them that when I interviewed and I talked to him, that they were like, we're willing to take a risk because I I sold myself. I said, I can learn this stuff. I saw what happened. I'm like, give me two weeks and I can do this. And there's going to be a lot of situations that come up that are sink or swim scenarios, as I call them, which I thrive in that. And not everybody thrives in that, but be prepared Mm -hmm. for those. And what I mean by that is jump on them. Even if you sink, jump on them. Learn from what you sank from. But being able to adapt and like learn massive that has led me to where I'm at now. Like animation jobs have come up, but they've always been short gigs. Like I, the the only one that I was kind of depressed about was uh, I, I got a call to work on Pacific Rim, and I was like, uh, and I it was kind of heartbroken because I. But but it was like three months. Hey, can you come in and do this for three months, or do I leave DreamWorks where I'm like I, I've been there now almost five years? Can't. Pick, you know, so just adapt. Be willing to adapt. They ask you to do cloth. All of a sudden, you don't know it. Be like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Get on it. Go home. Open the book. Learn right. how to do it really fast. Like ask ask the right questions without bugging people. Yeah. You know. Like, and then yeah. get people's eyes on your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I
4: think I'm, when I went to school, no one, none of the students asked another student, "Hey, what do you think of this?" I Never saw that happen.
1: Every you have
4: studio. a Every gigantic day. pool yeah. of criticism that will only help. Feedback you
3: is your friend. Get
4: better. Yeah. So, you, yeah, utilize it. I
3: was going to say, all my job is giving department. people <laughs> feedback, <laughs> telling them why their game It obviously stinks. has
4: to be constructive <laughs> criticism. You can't just say, hey, that just looks like crap, man. That's no, that's
0: not going to help. Yeah, they, no, they don't appreciate things, that. We, they, we have been in things with Liz and someone's like, oh, uh, just make it better. Make it fun. Just make it fun. <laughs> make it fun. You make this that's what yeah. she said. She's like, make it back fun. Back when I first, first started, we were my a, like playtesting We actually met
1: Liz yeah. to a play test for uh, where's, where's my, my water?
3: water? Yeah,
1: a mobile game. Um, and mm-hmm. we kind of, we kind of,
3: what's that? game. Oh, where's my water? It was a um it's a, that it's yeah, it's, awesome. <laughs> it's a water <laughs> physics game. Yeah. Um, but so when the, we were developing it, we were developing, we didn't have much of a budget for uh user research we didn't have any budget so it was a lot of like friends and family that got to test the game and give feedback and yeah we had a couple of people that would just say this isn't fun can you make it fun like anything else yeah. like any other <laughs> him- <laughs> anything <laughs> else
0: but you no. will always be learning because again edge case scenario here i didn't go to school for any of this stuff okay again, <laughs> screw you. Worst okay. Example
3: ever. <laughs> but, <laughs> we shouldn't even Bring you to these things. You should
0: not bring him to these things. exactly. But so it's like you can but the thing is, I knew, you knew it. You know, I, I wanted to keep learning in terms of, you know, I was I was working on something and logically it made sense to me. So someone would go like, Oh yeah, just take this null and constrain it. I'm just like, No problem. What the hell is a null? Google. I have no idea. The simplest thing is I go look it up. Oh yeah, it's a locator okay cool I can do this and just but it, you know it's every day I would sit there and learn something new and you just have to be able to like you know have I just realized you're kind of like
1: Matt Damon from Goodwill Honey. Hunting he's kind yeah. of was a
0: janitor but he like he
1: did some mocap when they all left at night and they came in like dude who is solving all this mocap <laughs> 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 and they <laughs> finally figured yeah, out Josh could, could do it, it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the, the janitor, janitor.
0: It's,
3: it's
1: not your fault it's not your
0: fault
3: that you're slowing other aspects of your life were you really? okay I didn't know I was
0: i was a video game tester for 2k sports and i did a lot of that stuff and then i was playing basketball and they're like hey you're good at basketball would you like to be a mocap actor and we'll capture your moves for the game sure did that (laughs) Saw it on the computer i'm like that's cool you guys busy if you're ever busy i'll totally help and they're like we're busy you want to do this why not so I taught myself how, That's the thing well, I no, taught yeah, myself I think, yeah, How to do all this stuff Just being open
3: To yeah, whatever takes so you Yeah so you just
0: You know I did that And then Sony called They're like We need people For this movie I'm like I'll go <laughs> why These not
2: prime example guys of networking and being in the right spot right 100 and taking advantage of opportunities <coughs> so please yeah. yes maybe not and listen, just saying but yes on the yeah. right part, yes
0: but on the i wish i went to school <laughs> i really did because and honestly you guys can rolling. probably blow me away <laughs> yeah. when it comes to knowledge <laughs>
1: no i will tell you i would tell you the school stuff in, in particular being important because uh from an animation I, I was an animator but the first time i got asked to do uh at, at, at Asylum, it was kind of a catch-off. You're an animator, you do a lot. You do layout work, you do a lot of camera work, but you also do a lot of pre work. And the pre work was kind of awesome because I hadn't done some of that stuff in a while, but it was like, you need to know how to model. Can you do particles? Can you do this? Can you do this? So I was kind of got excited like how Sean did for the general stuff to get in there. And I was animating, but I was also getting to do all this other stuff.
4: There's just so much ownership you have over that. Oh, it's creative control. You're
1: get you you know, you're doing a lot of stuff that nowadays we, we always talk about the creative control is kind of... Uh, from from our standpoint, is kind of stripped, it's kind of an illusion.
0: You know, you're, you're, <laughs>
1: yeah. unless you're the director on the film, and this is anything, this is live action films too. It's their film, right?
0: You are a gear or a cog in a machine. Yeah. That's so you you,
1: you you eventually accept that, but the longer you're in the industry, you're kind of like, I, I got ideas. Why doesn't nobody want to hear my
4: ideas? Yeah, um, everyone's a director, Yeah, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, you'll it. find out when you start asking
0: people to give you notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got you an opinion. You should do this and what we'll yeah. about like that? Oh, okay, yeah. Not what I was going for, but thanks. Okay, I, I know
2: we're running out of time, but I have one really important question left to ask. Last you question. Okay, so we'll okay. do the last question here. What is the most fulfilling part of your job currently? So we're going to leave this as a happy-go-lucky idea, here, okay? Okay. All right, let's so, do it. Josh, you're don't do anything. No. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> one Does of the, the, the
3: most...
2: <laughs> no, no the your, job. Oh, oh,
0: job. your job. Oh, your job. job. Yes.
3: Your actual <laughs> job.
2: That's incentive. That's not the job.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so I'd say the the best thing about I the best thing about my job I yeah, guess if you will yeah um right now honestly is the fact that I get to be creative I'm kind of in a in a position right now where um I'm kind of the like a lead camera guy on the movie you know we at dreamWorks we bring in a lot of uh, consultants for our movies and stuff uh, uh Wally Fister was, was one for the last movie I was on was a uh, turbo. And, you know, if those of guys that don't know him, he's the, uh, DP for, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. So he did all like the Batmans and stuff like that too. So getting to work with him, I'm sitting there like all excited going like, I'm going to learn some stuff from this guy. And, you know, I'd, I'd show him my secrets. I'm like, okay, you know, I did all these moves. I did this. What do you think? He goes, looks good. Because I wouldn't change anything. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm happy. Can you give me some feedback? I kind <laughs> yeah, of want to grow a little, little bit with this stuff. But, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I work with a supervisor who kind of gives me like a rough note of, you know, I just kind of want to, you know, make it a little dirty. I just want to do this. And, you know, so I'm able to sit there and we have a, a, a camera capture room where it's uh, all these inner sense, these little bars and stuff like that where you look up on the screen. I have like, you know, a, a giant screen like that a TV over here, a TV over here. And I have like this rig on and I'm walking around 3d in space and walking around. And so I have like, you know, the animated characters all right there and I'm sitting there, you know, walking around and and being a camera guy to that. And so it's, it's basically my thumbprint, you know, on the movie. When I watch this, it's like, that was me. That was my idea. That was this. And so that's, it's a super rewarding, you know, experience and stuff when you actually see a final product up on a big screen or you see, you know, some kids smiling or you see somebody, you know, uh, come playing up to you game. and go like, you know, that is a, yeah. that is, um, you know, oh, I loved that movie. I love this. Like, I was so great. It's just like knowing that you contributed to that is, is an amazing and, and uh, humbling, rewarding yeah. experience.
3: Yeah, no, I still get so excited when I either hear someone playing our games or see it or, you know, there's a reference to it. Um, for me, my, the best part of my job is right now we're doing a lot of prototyping. So everyone's got ideas for games and it's all these kind of just really rough, rough, rough kernels of a game. Um, and I love that. I love seeing like just kind of the beginning seed of something and watching it grow. Um, we're just about to start doing a lot of user tests on prototypes. And so it's always fun to see like the first, you know, player who has never seen this game, doesn't know anything about the game or the team or whatever. You know, uh, boot up the game and play it. Sometimes they don't get it or you find out, you know, that it sucks. But um, that to me is the best part is just watching it go from something that was like some random idea to something much bigger.
0: Yeah, like seeing a, yeah. your name in the credits and stuff like that. We
3: don't have credits in mobile games, but,
0: but <laughs> she probably worked on But that.
3: I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just being, I think, being a part of something that brings people joy.
1: Um, I'd say my. One of my most gratifying times just came recently, actually. I, I, uh, something I'd wanted to do for a long time for an unsaid movie uh, was to, to utilize stuff that I had learned through, through uh, some motion capture, and, um, and the fact that I like directing, I like having some of that control, um, was to get to, one shot in particular, was to actually get to act, direct, and do. Um, or actually I love getting in the mocap costume. Actually, I, I do it all the time. We, we use it for reference all the time. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I love that. So I got to hey, do that. Good. I pull off.
3: Spandex. You're, yeah. You're pull yeah. Off yeah he man. makes it look good. <laughs> I pull off spandex.
1: We'll try to post pictures. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I got, I got to act. I got totally to direct out. the shoot and then I got to assemble the shoot. Um, and it got insane reviews from people who aren't really into that technology at all. Um, I I did additional animation over the top of it and it came out great. And just the feeling from the people I thought were going to really slam on it to the reaction of like, this is incredible was just all the way up to the director level. Like it was incredible. So that was amazing. And then at the end of the day, the biggest one is, is at the end of all my films, I, I get a call from my dad still who uh, calls me after he sees my name up there. And that gets me like every time, (laughs) which was sort of a goal of mine when I moved out here is like, even though it was on video games, I'm like, my dad is never gonna play a game to the end of the game. <laughs> he is not gonna my first game was Fight Club. He is not gonna go home and play Fight Club on the Xbox he doesn't own, and then play it to the end, which I haven't even done to see my name in a list of credits. But if I can get on a movie, him and my mom can go do that anywhere. And then go up there and they can see my name and, and that's still like that even with my kids now, like my my little, little three year olds like <laughs> Well, we did the art of books. DreamWorks does the art of books, mm-hmm. and we do like a Where's Waldo because they always take pictures of all of us on the crew. She's like, "Is that Daddy?" I'm like, is that? <laughs> and I'll open another one. I'm like, the first how to train your daddy, is That's Daddy. <laughs> is that daddy? <laughs> these are these are little joys that I, I take out of this industry, you know, and they're they're huge though. They're huge.
4: Yeah, mine's very similar. Uh, more recently, um, one of my kids told his friends, "My daddy works at DreamWorks," and that was probably. That was that kind of choked me up, and I don't get choked up very easily. But like just knowing that my son is is (laughs) bragging to his friend that that has happened was really cool. But um for me personally, I'm gonna give kind of a, a mushy supervisor um answer because I am a supervisor. But knowing that my crew is happy makes makes me feel good because. Sometimes, He's a good it's, boss. sometimes it's He's hard a really uh, good sometimes boss. protection is hard it, it stresses people out they things change out from under you the shot that you were in love with gets completely torn apart and you have to go a completely different direction that you don't believe in and that sucks and you have to kind of just give that up occasionally and you know you have this big well of patience and over a while <laughs> that patience just kind of <laughs> runs out um, so knowing that my my crew is happy makes me feel good. But, um, I mean, honestly, just just seeing it on screen at the end of the day is fulfilling. Um, and uh, it's kind of one of those catch-22s because you're looking at and you're like, man, we did that, and it was awesome, and it was hard, and I remember that, stuff, and I remember that, and that was a pain in the ass. Um, and then there's the other side of it where you're picking out all the stuff that's still wrong, and you're like, God, if I could only do that again. Same, like, yeah. away again.
0: Like, you ruin it. Movies are ruined. For a lot of times, because you'll be Remember, like,
3: No, we're ending on a happy note.
0: Yes.
4: Happy <laughs> note. We're not ruining
0: uh, things. No, notes. Happy note. Movies are the it's best thing long ever. Long <sighs> thing. Exactly. I know. That's I'm why we need dick. to stop him. But you'll go, through that. Like you'll you go through that
4: stage where you pick apart everything that you watch because that's your job at the time. And then eventually it comes to a point where you're like, Oh, never mind. And you can turn yeah. your brain off and just have fun in a movie again. Yeah. That's, that's when you've gotten all the way back to where
1: you are now, where you're just like, That's fun. Take, yeah. take so. advantage, guys. And this is teachers, this is whoever. Take advantage. Of supervisors that you have like this, take advantage. You know like him what him. I mean by like don't like don't awesome. don't like twerk on them, take so advantage. So <laughs> advantage. So show like the that. love, not the love. No, I, I. The resource, the person who's willing to want to work with you. I mean, Sean, Sean, Sean was like the guy who hired me. I, I did the same thing. With these guys that I interview with eight eight people, even a guy cross site up a PDI. Um, but Sean, you know, the, the animation side, I was, inter- I was interviewing for a, uh, for a crowds job, but the animation stuff is what he liked on my reel that I had that on there. He's like, Hey, he's like, I need you I actually to- exploit this. Yeah. He's like, I kind of need you to animate right now instead of crowds. Cause we don't have the money for this. So can you just start by doing that? All right, I didn't even do crowds work till about four months into the job. Yeah. Um, but like he, he's been kind of inspirational as far as wanting to help me in my career move up in the studio. Um, which has been awesome because you, you go through and you work with tons of bosses. I work with a lot of studios that uh, a lot of people are all out for them and you'll learn that and that's just sort of life. You know, it's a small industry and like, I got to worry about me. So it's, it's nice when you can find supervisors who are willing to want to do that and work with you and are, are game gain, gain to wanting to make it a great experience. Um, the am sure at any job you've had, you had bad You'll bosses. be able
4: to tell quickly the ones that want to help you grow and the ones that want you to help them grow, right? So... Uh, latch onto the ones that you can tell want to help you grow, and and you'll do awesome. And they'll feel good
0: because they're helping you. Like I said, I wouldn't be here unless I... Again... I <laughs> you
1: play sports
0: like i said i just i've met the right people and they saw that i can do it and you know i was willing to you know give it a go and just
3: and you were yeah you were willing to learn new things yeah and, yeah. and
0: just you yeah. know but like it's, i said i would not totally be here if people actually, were willing really to help. out <laughs> i want guess I, because I, one of my supervisors are like if anybody asks you if you can do it you just say yes and if you have a question just come to me right mm-hmm. away and i will tell you how to do it I'm just like thank you, you know. So I, I'm very grateful to those people, and so anytime somebody tries to do it to me, I am more than willing to help out other people as well because so many people have been so gracious to me. And so, yeah. you
1: know, check awesome. out if you guys like. I mean, if you like what we're talking about, we talk about this stuff all the time. Uh, Nerdtastic and 3D.com. Uh, we actually stream live usually, uh, and we'll answer questions during the show. Um, it's posted. We post up on Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. It goes to a site called uh, MixLR.
4: Mix LR. Which which, um, which is live is live, so you can get in there as a chat room. But it's also it goes to
1: it goes to iTunes and it goes to we usually put it to YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher uh, to listen to it. But
4: tell your friends.
1: Feel you free to listen to us. <laughs> feel free to email us. If we don't get back to you directly in the email, we usually talk about it in the next podcast, answer it, and then all one of us, typically me or Liz or somebody, will reply and be like, "Hey, check out this episode." We just replied specifically to you, mm-hmm. unless you're listening to it live and you just like, we we have one guy from New Zealand who tunes in consistently. Uh, he's like his the time change. Like, he I forgot what say, it was like three o'clock like 3. or something. Yeah, he's just afternoon. a random guy,
0: too. We and have people afternoon. listening like all over the world, we didn't even realize, which is awesome because you can kind of do the but he's getting in the industry thing too. or something. So, um, yeah, so it's actually cool when to, to hear
1: his questions come in. So, I mean, uh, feel free to pass this to hit us up anytime for questions you guys might have. Yeah, we're not asses. And we got cards. Sean can up here. Us. Feel free to grab some, some cards. Of and it's sort of got links to everything. But, and
3: we'll be around here yeah. a little bit after yeah. the show. Yeah.
4: we eat pizza, they so, eat so pizza.
3: hang on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks
4: for having us here, guys. Thank, Thank
1: you me. so much. I to fantastic in 3D episode. 91. 91. I'm Sean Fennell. I'm Jack. Goodell. I'm Liz Heron.
0: I'm Josh Spratt. Come
1: on. I'm-
0: Nerd tested. Nerd tested. Nerd tested. In three.